Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I am your host, Marsha Van Weinsberg. I'm a business coach, speaker, and author of the best-selling book, When She Stopped Asking Why. On this podcast, we will use the tips, tools, and strategies used by myself and our speakers to break through and overcome the challenges in our lives. When we take radical responsibility of our choices, create boundaries, grow our courage and practice self-care and letting go of what isn't ours to control, we can completely change our stories. When we take full ownership of our stories, we take back our personal power and this allows us to impact, serve and support others by showing them that they are not alone and helping them find freedom from their stories. When you own your choices, you truly own your life. Let's dive in. Welcome to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. And today we are going to talk about resentment, but resentment in a different sense of talking about don't resent who you are, not resenting who you are. Now, let me just give you some back pedaling here for it to make sense, because I'm going to be super transparent, which is what I tend to do on this podcast. And I want to share a story with you because maybe it'll resonate with you and somewhere in your life. So don't resent who you are. Have you ever found yourself saying or defining yourself by something that, you know, I'm stubborn. I am, some used to call me bossy. I have, um, mine was, for example, that I am the advocate. I'm always the advocate. Now, how I came across this was years ago when I was starting to go through my own personal growth journey and deciding that I didn't want to stay where our life is at, I went through this exercise. And this exercise is the first thing that I have my clients do when they join in the Radical Responsibility Mastermind. And it's week one, they're just adjusting, they don't know anyone, and I have them do a deep, deep, deep dive into who they are. And what stories have they lived through? So I have them journal everything, like journal everything. Don't edit anything. It's what stories do you remember? What happened? What's your reflection, your take on it? And I have them do this really deep dive into themselves. And the first thing a lot of people go to is they go to all of the negative things that happened or all of the bad stories that happened. It's actually interesting to watch firsthand because I would say 90% of the people do that and they're not broken or really people in a really sad state. That's just where we tend to go to first when we're given instruction is well, what went wrong. So then I usually correct it and say, no, 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 that's like not just what went wrong. What did you overcome? What did you achieve? What triumphs did you have? What wins did you have? Because I want them reflecting on their life. And a lot of times what happens is they get to, you know, maybe a certain age and they're like, oh my gosh, I keep doing the same thing over and over and over. And we all do. We just don't realize it. So this deep dive story exercise is a great thing for anyone to do. Yes, it takes time. It's really powerful because then what I have people do is I have them, we go through that process to pull out what the lessons are and what they learned because what those lessons are are what the things that these coaches can speak, coach, write, podcast about because they know them because they live them. So it's not necessarily we're living in the stories. We're living in the lessons of the stories and that's where we are the most authentic. So there's the backstory to it. 
Then we start to dive into it. We build their wheelhouse. We start to look at it. Then we start to get into self-care and building our business and all these things. But I found myself saying to them, week one, we cannot love ourselves, right? We know it's important to love ourselves. We know it's important to be proud of ourselves. We cannot love ourselves and hate all the things that made us who we are. And that's what happens as humans. Sometimes we look at the things and it's like, well, if I would have just done this, if I'd have taken a different job, if I hadn't bought this house, if I had been with so-and-so, if I had listened to my gut, we look at all of the choices that we made in a negative sense, as in those things put us here. And then we reflect back and think we've messed up everything. This is just a negative space. It's, there's no way I'm the only one. And I know clients, family, that we, this is really easy, slippery slope to fall down. So I really use this because I want people to understand that we cannot love ourselves and hate everything that happened to us. We sometimes have to change the lens and look at what we went through to see how did it contribute to who we are and what we are here to do because it always did contribute. That's what made us who we are because of the situations that we lived through. So when I say don't resent who you are, it's learning to love who you are and learning to love what makes you, you. So for me, I, again, here comes transparency. I was in a state where I was calling myself the advocate. I've always been the advocate. And I shared this in my book, which was a really hard thing for me to do. I wasn't going to until a family member said to me, wait, where's this story? And I'm like, oh, there's no way I'm putting that in there. And she said, you absolutely have to, because that's when you started being you. That's when you really stepped into your space. So I will share it here is I was 12 years old and I was assaulted and I was assaulted by a group of boys when and it was really, I'm not going to go into the details, but at the time, there was a lot of issues that were happening in the area that I was living. And I remember thinking, I can't go back unless I do something about this. I'm not going to be pushed to go back or intimidated or I have to do something. And I remember sitting in the hallway that night, 12 years old, waiting for the moment when I could go in and tell my parents what had happened. And... It was one of the scariest things I had to do because at 12 years old, I figured I had screwed up. I had made a mistake. And that's how I saw it is I put myself there. That's my fault. So it's amazing how we do that. Even at 12, that's just our first go-to. And I remember waking them up and telling them what had happened. And I can't fathom what that was like as a parent because it was just a child. And I think of myself as a parent, what would I do and how hard that would be. So I told them and the police were involved and it was very, it was a very big thing for a very small area that I lived in. So why am I telling you this? Because that's when I learned to be the advocate. When I can look back and think, yeah, you know what? I could have stayed quiet and I chose to involve the police at a very young age and to get involved because there was this part of me that was like, no, this is not okay. Now, fast forward, I could do an entire podcast series on all of the number of times that I've been an advocate in my life. This past week, I shared that I lost a child at three miscarriages. I lost a child at 20 weeks. 18 years ago on uh, August 18th would have been her birthday. And 
so I lost the child at 20 weeks and long behold, long story short, again, lots of health issues that came lots of health issues, like over a span of 10 years, it was um, 12 surgeries and just an insane amount of stress and a big challenge to my health. If you've ever tried to recover from surgery, I was literally doing one a year and I just was owning my own business and my kids were little. It was such a time to recover. And because the risk was very high, we had had a partial molar pregnancy, which actually is a mass. Because the risk of return growth was very high, I had to be watched for 24 months every month. I had to go in and give blood and then I'd wait for the results to come back to see if there was any return or growth. So for two years, my life was on hold and I didn't do anything. It's like, I literally just was like, okay, test time and looming test over my head, do the test and finished. And then we're back to start over again. So it was such a, a very crazy time. And then I remember asking, I'm going to do a whole podcast on this, but I remember asking my doctor, it was um, December of 2007 and it was Christmas and I was sitting on the couch by myself. And I swear I heard, like I heard a voice say, if you do not have a hysterectomy, this is your last Christmas. And I sat there and I thought, you know what? I know something's wrong. So I did. I, I, became an advocate, 37 years old. And I started fighting with my OB that I needed hysterectomy. And he's like, no, there's no way you're too young. We da, da, da. We went back and forth, back and forth. They did another surgery that spring, still no improvement. And he decided that, okay, we'll do it, but we're not going to take your ovaries. And I remember laying on the bed for anybody who's ever been in this position, like you're vulnerable beyond, maybe that's why I can be vulnerable. I've had so many surgeries. You lay on it bed by yourself completely naked. It's just, okay, sorry for the aside. And I remember laying there and the doctor saying, we will not take your ovaries. And I said, you actually have to, because that, that they're the problem. He said, nope, nope. Do you want to bet on it? And we just had this big joke about it. And when I came to, he looked at me, he was at the edge of my bed and he said, how did you know? Because I'm not sure you would have seen 40. And I knew and if I, I cannot justify to you how many times I had to advocate in order for him to even consider doing a hysterectomy. It has been this story of being an advocate over and over and over in my life. And it's left me at times feeling that I am constantly fighting. I'm constantly fighting that, all right, so I guess I'm going to have to push. I guess I have to do more of the here. I guess I have to do this. To the point where I feel myself almost resenting that I am an advocate, resenting the fact and saying, this is ridiculous. Why do I always have to fight? I feel like I'm always fighting. And again, as I reminded my clients that we cannot love ourselves and hate who we are. One of my good friends, right? You have to be coachable. To be a coach, you have to be coachable. One of my good friends said to me, but you choose to be an advocate. You're not, you're not forced to be one. You choose to be one. And I just went, oh my gosh, that's true. I actually do choose to be one. And she said, so <laughs> is it such a bad thing? And I thought about it afterwards and I'm like, no, actually I'm damn proud that I'm an advocate. I'm so damn proud that I'm an advocate. And my stories, my past stories helped me to be this way. And I actually physically wouldn't be here if I wasn't an advocate. So then all of a sudden I started to look at it and I went, oh my gosh, the energy that I was holding 
of the resentment. See, resentment sits right alongside anger and jealousy. It's actually a really nasty emotion to hold on to. So resentment being right alongside anger and jealousy, it doesn't matter if I'm holding that towards someone else or to myself. It doesn't matter because I'm still holding on to it. So if I'm holding on to it, I am the one who is bearing the brunt of that energy. And really, that's kind of ridiculous if that's what I coach on. But then again, I say it all the time, we have to focus. The things that we can coach others on are the things that we're always learning. So I admit, I am always learning, always learning. So if my body is always holding onto resentment and it's holding onto that anger and that frustration that I'm always having to be the advocate, that's a lot of stress and heaviness for my body, my mind, my soul to hold on to. What if I don't resent who I am? What if I actually shift that thinking and say, thank freaking God that I am because I don't know where I'd be or if I'd be here if I haven't been the advocate. So my question for you is, what what words do you use to describe yourself? What ways do you describe who you are at the core? And do you, are you belittling yourself? Are you creating resentment in your body? Are you fighting something that you are? If you are a super sensitive, heart-driven person, you're not weak. You are not weak. Tap into that side of you, literally own it, tap into it and allow yourself to be that soul because that's actually what you're here for. I am here to be an advocate for my own health, thank God, and for the causes that I fight for, the people that I fight for. That's what I can do now. And I just realized that, yeah, that's me being an advocate and thank freaking God. That's literally all I can say with it is thank God, because it's allowing me to help women make a difference in their own lives. I am teaching other women how to be an advocate in their own life, how to be strong and to love who they are and not resent who they are and what makes them up. It is just so powerful when we can shift that energy from resentment to love, from resentment to gratitude. Where can you do that in your own life so that you can actually love who you are and be thankful that she, he has been fighting like hell in order to make the difference in your life and realize that you're choosing that. So there's a lot of personal power in realizing that I'm the advocate and there's a lot of personal power in you accepting and loving who you are instead of fighting it. Because it just was a massive shift in energy in that moment. And I knew that I wanted to share it with you. So thank you so much for being here. Honestly, for listening to me pour my vulnerable side out and share with you. I would love to hear your takeaways. I would love to hear what resonates with you. And I would love to know how do you describe yourself and how could you shift that just right today? How could you shift that and say it in a much more loving, proud like literally damn proud way. How could you do that? And what would that feel like if you did? Honestly, I'm so proud of you. I'm so grateful for you being here, for showing up to do the hard work because this stuff is hard work. It is 100% hard work. So grateful to have you here. And I also want to share that I will be doing something really cool in September with people who are interested, whether you're a coach or whether you're trying to put your program together, you want, you're just really stuck at what your wheelhouse is, where your expertise is. I started what I call a post-it party. 
And post-it notes, I have learned from my mentor and friend, Jess Glazer, and she has really showed me how to map out what my program is going to look like. So I've been doing it with the grads in the Radical Responsibility Mastermind, and it's been a lot of fun. And it's been amazing to see that all of a sudden they map out content for a program and social media for the next month. So that is something that's coming in August so or in September. So please stay tuned. If you're interested, shoot me a message because it's not something I'm going to be doing a ton of, but it's very valuable. And I only want to fit people in who are wanting to do this with their program and figure out exactly what it is that they should be coaching on so that we can really be as efficient as possible. So on that, no more resentment, no more frustration, no anger, no jealousy. We are shifting our words and we are looking at ourselves in a brand new light. Where can we love who we are? Because remember, we can't love ourselves and hate all of the things that made us who we are. Have an incredible week. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. If you love this episode, please submit a rating and review on iTunes and please share it with someone you think could benefit from hearing this message or this podcast. I love connecting and meeting you. So please screenshot the episode and tag me on social media or Instagram stories at Marsha Van W. And until next time, remember when you own your choices, you truly own your life.